make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial subjects and uh, you're not impolite to people. No, definitely not, Dad. You know me. I'm never, <laughs> ever controversial or yeah, impolite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to Conversations with your lovable, never pisses anyone off, ex-Muslim host, Ina. Keeping it non-controversial. Hello, hello, my fellow Libcucks. I hope you've had a wonderful, productive year destroying Western civilization. I mean, that's why Trump won, after all. It's because you brought it upon yourselves by complaining about petty things like racism and sexism. And now you got this whole Me Too movement getting totally out of hand. It's a sex panic, I tell you. We are living in Orwellian times when a man can't even innocently rub up against or masturbate in front of his co-worker without being policed by feminazis and big brother. Next thing you know, these feminazis will ban red-blooded human sexuality altogether. What kind of age are we living in where it's a controversial statement to simply suggest that it's okay to be white? All lives matter, you hear? <sighs> now, back to your destroying Western civilization skills. From what I hear Molyneux and Jordan Peterson say, give yourselves a pat on the back. You've done a great job spreading all that cultural Marxism and extremist trans ideology, feminizing Western men through soy-based foods, corrupting academia, Islamizing Europe, and suppressing free speech. Well fucking done, liberals! And the gay agenda is still being forced upon poor, unsuspecting, traditional families. <laughs> But this time of year is extra special, because it's that time of year, folks. War on Christmas time. So, I'm here to prep you on how we're going to Shariaize this bitch. Step one, anytime you hear someone say Merry Christmas, don't respond with this cucked PC, happy holidays crap. Go straight to Subhanallah, Assalamu Alaikum, Christmas Mubarak. Confused as to why I'm recommending this? Well, because we're Shariaizing Christmas to trigger the conservatives, of course. Just once I thought we could borrow from their super successful Totally Makes Sense doing blank to trigger the libs sophisticated style of engaging with politics. In three more years, I want minarets on every tree. Boozeless gatherings for everyone to trigger the conservatives, of course. And bam! Welcome to Sharia Christmas! Okay, okay, I kid, I kid. That was a silly joke rant. Kind of summarizing what it's been like to be on atheist, rational, skeptic Twitter this year. But I really do want to talk about Christmas. Maybe a bit more seriously than that. I want to talk about what Christmas has been like through my eyes. Just to give you an idea of what it was like growing up as an expat in Saudi Arabia, living in Pakistan for a few years, then moving to Canada, never having fully celebrated Christmas at home. My earliest memory from Christmas in Saudi, I must have been about five. 
We were singing Christmas songs in my British school for expats, decorating the classroom, talking about Santa, and having a generally great time. Till the teachers announced, much to the delight of most children, that Santa would be coming to our school and dropping gifts off for the kids. Everyone squealed in excitement, except for me. I was confused. My heart sank a little. I knew I was different in that I'd been told we were Muslim and didn't really celebrate Christmas. We celebrated Eid instead. My five-year-old mind concluded that there was no way Santa would bring a gift for a different kid like me that didn't even celebrate the holiday, apparently. I didn't really understand what religion was at that point or the significance of corresponding holidays and rituals, but I knew it separated me from other kids in my class that seemed familiar with this celebration, that knew everything about Santa. They were confident they'd get gifts. I was pretty sad. I still remember that feeling very clearly. I don't think I said anything to anyone, and to my surprise, the very next day, as Santa was calling kids' names to come up and collect their presents, he called mine too! I was thrilled! This dude doesn't leave anyone out! Credit to my parents who bought and dropped off my present at school. Even Muslim kids like me get presents from Santa, I thought to myself. Hooray! Now, I think there might have been one or two kids in class whose parents refused to participate and buy gifts so that Santa could give them to their kids for religious reasons or whatever, but I don't really remember that much. I just remember the relief I felt of not being excluded from this wonderful toy-filled activity. No Eid celebration I had ever been to was as exciting as this. On Eid, you'd usually get an envelope of something called money that you couldn't quite grasp the value of as a child. Shiny things and toys were so much better, of course. And this guy Santa sure had a fuckload. I mean, having that experience myself and feeling the disappointment of being excluded from the activity in school makes me feel just awful for kids whose parents refuse to allow their innocent children to participate in such things for religious reasons. Like, what the fuck? Your kid doesn't even comprehend what religion is yet, and you're already separating them from others. What does it matter? Like, let them have a little fun. I'm lucky that my parents never drew those lines for us, and we were free to celebrate and participate in whatever was being done in school, but not everyone is. Religious parents, please think of the kids when you withdraw them from these things. I met some children born and raised in Canada that had never seen a jack-o'-lantern being carved because their ultra-Christian parents were super anti-Halloween. I have seen right-wing Muslim Twitter users talk about keeping their kids home from school on Halloween so they don't have to participate in these non-Islamic holidays. Wait. How did I switch to Halloween? Ugh. It sure has a way of sneaking up on me. Pardon me. Wrong holiday. Back to Christmas. Anyway, as time went on in Saudi, my Christmases were always pleasant, minus the brushes with morality police, of course, and the whole living under Sharia thing. Gender-segregated mistletoe isn't quite the same, you know? My kid. <laughs> mistletoe wasn't really a thing I came across in Saudi. I just read about it in some comic books or whatever. But, you know, school was festive. Nobody even in Saudi 
not even the parents who didn't want their kids too involved in Christmas cared about whether you said happy holidays or merry Christmas. Temperatures dropped all the way down to a freezing 20 degrees Celsius where I lived, and we occasionally even had to pull out a light sweater. One of my parents' friends was an artist that designed these highly coveted novelty Saudi Arabia-themed Christmas cards with Santa riding a camel in the desert, palm trees with Christmas lights on them. A lot of the expats would buy packs of these to send out to their friends and family back home in the West. They were a real hit. As I grew older, I continued to participate in and enjoy all the Christmas festivities in school. We never really celebrated it at home, but growing up in a Western school system still had me pretty attached to the songs and stories that surrounded the holiday, mostly the secular stuff. We weren't really exposed to the Jesus-y thing too much. We always had a tree up in school, and in high school, I even got asked to go decorate the tree with some other lucky kids who got to miss out on class, skipping class to decorate the school tree. Good times. Then I moved to Pakistan for a few years where I didn't really hear much about Christmas at all, and I actually really missed it. When I moved to Canada, and everyone around me was annoyed by the constant cheesy Christmas music playing in all the retail stores, doctor's offices, dentist's offices, everywhere you went, I was just happily soaking it in and being reminded of pleasant times in my childhood. I had missed Christmas. Not very goth, I know. But you'll keep that between us, right? As a kid in Saudi, you read books and watch Christmas shows and notice that the landscape around you looks nothing like the one in storybooks. Blanket white snow, pine trees and squirrels running around. It was the stuff of fairy tales. We had sand, lizards, and rocks. Oh, and it was always hot as fuck and sunny. Not much in the way of varied weather or vegetation or wildlife. But when I moved to Canada, I felt like I was finally in those storybook settings that I longed to experience as a child. I remember my first snowfall like it was yesterday. I must have been towards the end of my teenage years. I was at someone's house and they said, oh, it's snowing outside. I immediately ran out in a sleeveless shirt, no jacket. I had never seen anything like it. It was magical. I was so focused on the snow, I didn't even feel cold at all. Trust me, the part of Saudi I was in, even rainfall was exciting. We got excited as kids when it was cloudy because it was so rare. There used to be rain prayers at some mosques. My first year in Canada, I was listening to the Mechanical Animals album by Marilyn Manson a lot, and the music went really well with the snowscape I was suddenly surrounded by. So those first winter memories are forever trapped in that album for me. It always feels extra cold and white, not the outright kind of white, when I listen to that album, even now. Then, as the years in Canada passed and the rediscovering Christmas novelty faded, I started to notice how presumptuous people were about Christmas and how often people just assume everyone celebrates it. The amount of times I got asked what I did for Christmas and had to answer nothing got kind of annoying. I had always happily celebrated it in school or at work as an adult, but the constant, what are you doing for Christmas, got kind of irritating, you know? I mean, as much as I like Christmas, why would people who mostly knew I was here from Saudi or Pakistan assume I did anything for Christmas at home? How was your Christmas? Great, relaxing. What did you do? 
Nothing. We don't celebrate Christmas, really. <gasps> What? And repeat about 45 times each Christmas. That got a bit tiresome. But then I started to make Christmas my own. Bring a little me into it, you know? I prepped early and bought ornaments around Halloween, got myself a non-traditionally colored tree, filled it with bats and skulls and black tinsel, black spiky things. Yeah, that was more like it. Now, when endless amounts of people ask me what I did for Christmas, I don't have to make them gasp by saying nothing. I tell them I put bats and pentagrams on my tree like any normal Christmas-loving person would. Had a big old traditional family seance and just, you know, watch for their reactions. It's much more fun than thinking to myself, ugh, how would you like if around Eid I started asking you what you did for Eid and then gasped when you said you don't really celebrate Eid? Anywho, those are my Christmas thoughts and memories. I hope you all are having a wonderful time with your loved ones. And those of you who don't celebrate, I hope you're having a nice, relaxing day off, too. And to these fictional people who get offended by the words, Merry Christmas, who are you? Where are you? Step forward and identify yourselves, for fuck's sake, so these right-wingers can have an actual real enemy on this for once? <sighs> Say happy holidays or Merry Christmas. Who gives a fuck? Happy Holidays is just more inclusive. Does it really bother you that much to include others? I will leave it there. And as always, thank you to all my patrons who make this show possible, who help me get my voice out there. Cannot thank you enough. If you listen to and enjoy the show, do the thing and help support it without listeners like you. It just cannot survive. Here's to a hopefully less fucked up year next year. That's all from me for 2017. I have a great panel episode lined up for you early next year on fascist feminism. Till next time. Hail Satan and goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Polite Conversations. You can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it making some noise about it or contributing via patreon patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes no ian mangoes also you can follow me on twitter at nice mangoes if you want to make a one-time donation instead of a monthly patreon one you can do so via paypal nice mangoes.blog at gmail.com remember no ian mangoes if you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest you can email me there too a special thanks to Dylan Beck for theme music, sound, and production help. Music